Morana. Hello, Morana. Um, I forgot the sprayer. He's at my feet. Hang on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it. It's on your dresser. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sorry. I was just telling Maureen that Hobbit's... He's just gonna be feisty. No. Oh, where is he? It's like living with a, a demon. Okay, um... That wasn't what I wanted to start off. That was not the foot I wanted to start off. Let's... Um... I actually wanted to start, well, we wanted to start the podcast off um, on a, a slightly different note um, because of, um, it'll be next, it'll be last week by the time this comes out, but um, this past week in the U.S. there was a domestic terrorism attack um, and there were also riots in other cities, including the one, uh, Maureen, you live in. Um, yeah. And uh, we just uh, wanted to let all of our Jewish listeners, our black listeners, indigenous, native listeners, um, people of color, and LGBT plus, um, all of our listeners know uh, that uh, we, while we can't fully understand, um, we're both white women, while we both fall under the LGBTQ like, umbrella, um, while we can't understand like the fear and the, you know, just everything that display of hate probably caused um to you folks we just want you to know even though this is our silly cat podcast it's um a podcast for you and it's a, a space for you um and we want to stand with you and elevate your voices um no matter what and uh just we love you guys and it's 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 scary out there but we have cats we have cats Did you hear me struggle through that last part while my, uh, as he was biting the crap out of my hand? Yep. Yeah. Um, I was, like, sincerely trying not to. I wasn't, like, it might have sound like I was getting choked up. I, I wasn't. I was, um, getting beaten up. God. Thanks, Hobbit. That was a great time. <laughs> How are you? How have, I mean, it's, um, it's been a kind of a yeah, crap I mean, show know. for me. I have pretty religiously follow news since I've been right. in news for so long, so I can't like not look can't at turn it. it off. So, no, I can't turn it off. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a doozy. It's been a doozy and sure. a half. So let's talk about cats. So let's talk about cats <laughs> because I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangled Tongue and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> sound of me like spraying punctuating like just me having to be like oh yeah i agree he it's i'm trying to train him to not bite like yeah he's just he's very i know part of his teething but it's okay to bite things not mom and not other yeah. people uh my new technique that my cousin told me is to just i think i already maybe talked about it to just stick my finger down his throat when he bites my hands, yeah, it's, and I don't do it like to make him throw up. It just makes him gag, and he's like, Bleh. and he's like, oh, that sucked. I'm like, yeah. He's like, wait, I don't want this. I'm like, yeah, try me again, young man. Do it again, please. Yeah, my cat's been uh coming up and just like sitting exactly where she's most inconvenient. I have a pretty big desk right now. There are many places for her to put her butt. She's like, oh, it doesn't have to be on my hand. The chateau, Amira. Thank you. You set this up yeah. all for moi? Oh. She's like, well, I just want to sit right here where, yeah. so that you can't move your mouse. Her fur will get stuck in the scroll. Oh, the scroll my button. God. And I'm like, you don't want this. I don't want this. Please, you just got to move like two inches over and we're cool. And she's like, that's like, that's a big, that's a big ask, mom. She's like, I just want to be close to you. And I'm like, well, you can get in my lap. <laughs> there's like multiple there's like things you can do she's like mm, no i'd rather be inconvenient so last episode right. we got i don't even i don't remember well um 
we went to Moonstone. Oh, yes, we did go to Moonstone. And we kind of had confirmation. We had a cute moment with our mom that we kind of just brushed over. But we had confirmations that, yeah. hey, girl, yeah, you are maybe the chosen one. Um, at least the first of the chosen <sighs> one. And then you'll, like, bring in the chose other chosen one. It's, it makes sense. Don't worry. It will make sense once you're dead. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then we had a gathering. And now we're off to... Uh, check on Sunning Rocks because River Clan has oh, that now. Oh right, right. We gotta go to Sunning Rocks and be like, "Hey, you guys can't just like move the border. <laughs> Come on." No, they're not doing anything about that. They're just making sure that they don't step any farther. They're not oh. allowed to step a paw off the rocks. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's that'll work. I mean, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I'm I'm very confident in this plan. Well, they reach the river and don't find any River Clan scent beyond their markers. <laughs> But the sight of RiverClan warriors lounging on the rocks beyond makes blue fur bristle. <laughs> Man, I hate those guys. I'll never, ever have an affair with one of them. Well, she may support Pinestar's decision to let them take the rocks, but seeing them on what had been ThunderClan territory makes her claws itch. Yeah. Sunfall growls beside her. And Swift Breeze says Pinestar will have to take them back eventually. It's an insult every time they set paw on those rocks. Yeah, I mean, we have to... What if we... We can't give up now. We have to do this, like, for the next hundred years back and forth. We've done for the past hundred years back and forth, so... It's tradition, basically. Cowards! Lion Paw yowls across the border. Lion Paw! Swift, <laughs> Swift Breeze tugs him back by his tail. Well, a smart warrior only starts battles he can win. She right. I was like, I know you're <laughs> eager to like absolutely get your crap wrecked, but not the time. The River Clan warriors are staring through the trees at them. Bluefur sees Crooked Jaw. Was he a friend or an enemy now? Is she supposed to think of him as she did at gatherings or in battle? I just remembered Lion Pow will die here someday. What? No, that's Redtail. Sorry, I get my- Lionpaw dies in camp. When? Did, where did he get injured, though? Lion- In camp, when Shadow Clan, the Shadow Clan rogues or whatever Sorry, attacked. I, I can't get all of the different dead no, deputies Shadow Clan. straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's rough. It just in just the ones for- I mean, god, we haven't even gotten through- <laughs> Redtail isn't even born yet. Whatever. <sighs> R.I.P. Redtail. Sorry, I keep getting One you cat compute stuff. Slipped off the rocks and padded towards the border. Back up. Oh, cart. <gasps> Do you know the Trust. scene? Um, hmm. I don't want to believe that he came from out of. What did you say? Repeat where he came from. The rocks. Okay, so instead. I like to imagine there's, like, a little pool by the rocks, and he emerged from it and, like, shook off his pelt. You know the scene that kind of became a meme um, from, I don't know which Madagascar movie, but it was like, I like them big, I like them chunky. And that's him coming out, and he's like... There is definitely a YouTube video of that. <laughs> Good, because that's exactly what I'm imagining. I'll oh. have to find it and put it on Twitter And now. him walking over and just being like, hey... I hate you guys. And Blue Star being like, or Blue, whatever, her crappy name, Blue Fur being like, wow, I am just. What? What? No. You. I guess. Well, trust Crooked Jaw's arrogant littermate to push his luck. Blue Fur steps forward and hisses at him. Oh my god, this is perfect. <laughs> Enemies to lovers! Okart's eyes gleamed brighter when he saw her. And she finds herself drawn into his gaze. Oh my god, what kind of pride and prejudice situation? This is the ball scene where they're like, I hate you, you're poor, I hate you too, you're arrogant. Riverclan furball, she spat. <gasps> Did he just twitch his whiskers? How dare he mock her? Yeah, because you're funny, girl. He thinks you're funny and cute. You're about to, he's about to, you're about to both risk it all. Blue fur, Sunfall says sharply. But she can't break her gaze. Okart turns and pads slowly back up the rocks. 
Bluefur shivers and jerks away. Oh, Sunfall's like, no, 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 I can... Hate to watch him go, but love to watch him leave. <laughs> but Sunfall's just like, no, I just saw that. I just saw that. I just saw that. Like, oh, good lord. It's like a middle school teacher trying to teach a class when, like, two kids are obviously flirting. He's like, you guys don't even know how gross and uncomfortable this is for me. Anyway, the mitochondria. <sighs> Swiftly says she shouldn't let them get to her. Bluefur shakes her whiskers, wanting to be rid of Oakheart's gaze. Yeah, He's like big-headed as Thistlepaw. Every Ugh. way you shouldn't let him get to you. Take she it to heart. Angrily, as she follows her clanmates back to camp, I could just imagine now. Uh, and now Oakheart goes back, and his brother's like, "Whoa, why do you need my my? I mean, my uh, person I need, not my friend. I would never call her my friend." He's like. She's cute. Tell me everything about her. He's like, oh, God, damn. don't do this again to me, bro. And he's like, I'm going to. And he's like, oh. Pine Star is there when they return. He had been hunting, to Bluefur's relief. There was a nice, plump starling. Pine Star made a good catch. Sniff him. Sniff so him. He hadn't, sniff him. He hadn't been into like place with Jake. Give him a big sniff. I bet he smells like a redhead. Rosepaw bounces past on Sweetpaw's heels. Oh, hi, she says, And she says the starling just sat under the sycamore as if it wanted to be caught. Oh. She bets Leopardfoot would enjoy it. Oh, you were there too. Oh. Never mind. So Pine Star hadn't caught that starling after all. Oh! Oh, never mind. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, did he say that he caught the starling then? No, Bluefur just assumed because it was there. Oh, you know what they say about assumptions. Yeah, don't. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly how it goes. Feather Whisker comes out of the nursery. Leopardfoot's kits are coming. Whoa! So early, Swift Breeze asks. Uh Uh-oh. They aren't due for half a moon. Well, now we know what happens to Leopardfoot. She's obviously worried for her daughter. Patchpelt, her brother, asks if she's okay. Featherwhisker doesn't answer. Oh, crap. He calls for Pine Star and asks if he'll stay with her while he gets supplies. Oh, no. Pine Star no. backs away, looking startled. And Bluefur wonders if he's forgotten that Leopardfoot is having uh, his kits. Is this why he's going to leave? Where his kits and his... <gasps> Pine Star says it'll be best if he leaves it to Featherwhisker and Goosefeather. Uh, I Swift Reese... Swift Breeze snorts and says she'll watch her. Also, by the way, this is why Mama's got this. This I I have a theory that um he keeps talking to Jake because he's considering leaving the clan. Yeah, that's my theory. Why would you Why would you want to leave? The, all the reasons he told uh, Bluefur last time that it's just oh, it's fair. it's okay. getting to him the the monotony. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not monotonous. The but... cycle of violence. Yeah, he's he's found out that he, he's like looked internally and been like, I can't like, and now he'll lose. Now my next theory is that Leopardfoot and her kids are probably all gonna... of his children. Yeah, this just is... die. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe his children don't die, and they're like, well, my dad abandoned us, and that child is Tiger Star. I don't know. I'm just, I'm making the crap up. Okay. Hire me, Karen's. Goosefeather comes out of the medicine den and goes to the fresh kill pile. Actually, don't hire me. We couldn't do this podcast anymore. (laughs) Feather Whisker tells him Leopardfoot is kidding. Goosefeather mutters distractedly that he knows. He's pawing through the prey, turning over each piece and inspecting it closely. Oh, God. Okay, we're doing this again? I mean... I mean... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You do you, dude. <laughs> Snowfair comes out of the warrior's den and follows Bluefur's gaze to Goosefeather. She asks how he can think about food right now. Patchpelt frowns. He thinks he's looking for omens. <laughs> omens can wait, Snowfur says as a low <laughs> moan drifted from the nerve. God! Oh, no. It sounds as if Leopardfoot needs help. Hey, baby. Come here. It's baby time. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's baby time, but they're about to be premature babies. That's very dangerous. Bluefur looks to Pine Star hopefully. 
he could nudge Goosefeather into action, but Pinestar just stares blankly at Goosefeather as he muttered and tossed aside another piece of prey. Oh my god, uh, can there be an adult here besides, besides, besides her girlfriend? Get to it, folks. Besides who? Uh, didn't one of the, the lady cats say Her that mother. She... Oh, that was her mom. Oh. Her mother. Yeah. Her oh mom. Mama's, mama's got this. Her mama's girlfriend's like, probably with her, too. I don't know where White Eye is. It doesn't mention her. Oh, this is upsetting. Hey, no. Feather Whisker. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Feather Whisker emerges from the medicine den and hurries into the nursery. Lark Song sighs. It's been so long since there's been kits around. Lark Song, read the room! Bloofer paced until her paws ached. As cats returned from p- patrols, they gathered in the clearing, eyes anxiously on the nursery as time passed without news from Feather Whisker. Lark Song calls to Pine Star. Shouldn't you be with her? Pine Star asks what he could do. He's not a medicine cat. Yeah, but like, okay, here's the thing, dude. Take some responsibility. You hit it, you can't quit it. You need to get in there and It be takes a daddy. two to tangle. Yeah, and help her out. She you you guys did this together, so she needs your support. No matter what. Yeah, for the hard part. Oh my god, dude. Wow, I can't believe he's being such a crapshoot right now. Kinda disgusting. Larksong <laughs> Larksong mutters something into Stone Pelt's ear and turns her attention back to the nursery. Dappletail and Goldenpaw return from training and hear the news. Goosefeather is still not with Leopardfoot in the nursery. Apparently, he's at the top of the ravine, staring at the sky and muttering about clouds. <laughs> I mean, thank God we have Feather Whisker. I bet he was like, they. as soon as Feather Whisker was born, they were like, okay, Featherpaw, get in there. We need someone. And he's like, I'm, I'm three. And they're like, we know. Get in there. He's like, okay. Actually... We do, we do, in a Goosefeathers novella, we witness the birth of Feather Whisker and Sunfall. And it is special. Okay. Cute. Feather Whisker comes out of the nursery, tense. Bluefur hurries to meet him and asks if Leopardfoot is okay. Feather Whisker says he needs water-soaked moss and herbs. He tells her to go ask Goosefeather for raspberry leaves. He looks strained, and Bluefur is frightened. She says Goosefeather isn't in his den. <laughs> okay, Feather Whisker. He's his like, mind's I... obviously racing. All right. Like, oh God, oh God. <sighs> he traces out the shape, a shape in the dust with a claw and tells her that the leaves look like this and she'll need to gather them. Red flower, he blue thorns. Red flower, blue thorns. This would be so much easier if I wasn't colorblind. <laughs> Exactly. But, okay, so he cannot leave Leopardfoot. Pelts bristle around the clearing as cats realize that it's not going well. Yeah. Bluefur stares at the shape he traced, panicking. <laughs> it looked like any other leaf. Oh, God. <laughs> Feather Whisker describes it a little more and tells her where it is in the den, and Bluefur promises that she'll find it. She's like, last time, last time, last time I went, I went in one of those, my sister got really sick, but... <laughs> The sisters race into the medicine den. Snowfur grabs moss to soak in the small pool at the den's edge, and Bluefur goes to the crack in the rock. And she remembers with a jab of grief being in here as kits and Moonflower dragging them out. But she cannot think of that now. She finds what must be the raspberry leaf and grabs a mouthful and dashes to the nursery. Featherwhisker tells her well done as she drops the leaf- leaves at his paws. Bluefur's heart sank as she looked at Leopardfur, Leopardfoot in her nest. She looked so small, her eyes were wild with pain, and her pelt was matted and smelling of fear. Ugh, it'd be great if her freaking husband was in here, or even her mate. You know, just the dude, the sperm donor, let's call him. Get in here, God, you crap. Oh my God, I'm, I'm like pretty mad at him. This Not is... happy with Pine Star? Yeah, yeah. kind of mad. It's like pretty, that's... It's up there of the crappy things you could do to someone to abandon them in their literal hour of need like this. That's yikes. Swift Breeze encourages her daughter to drink and asks Feather Whisker if they're coming. 
Nearly, Feather Whisker soothes and tells Leopardfoot to eat the leaves he chewed up. She struggles to swallow as her body heaved again. Bluefur presses her muzzle to Leopardfoot's head. You can do it, she whispered. You were always the strongest. And just think of all the of the beautiful kits you'll have. I'm gonna throw up. This is sad. Leopardfoot, Leopardfoot blinks dully at her. Bluefur wonders if she even heard. She backs towards the entrance. Featherwhisker thanks her again before she leaves. The entire clan is uneasy outside. Stormtail, Sunfall, Adderfang, and Tawny Spot were pacing. Their pelts prickled as though frustrated that they couldn't fight this battle with Leopardfoot. Mumblefoot and Weedwhisker had joined Larksong and Stonepelt beneath the high rock. White Eye, here she is. White Eye pressed against Sparrow Pelt while Robin Wing and Thrush Pelt circled them. Goosefeather appeared in the camp entrance and went straight to his den. He didn't even stop to ask how Leopardfoot was doing. Bluefur resists the urge to claw him. He's supposed to be the medicine cat for Starkland's sake. Yeah, give him a good smack. Pinestar had gotten to his paws and was walking amongst his clanmates. No! He tells them they. Walk amongst your wife! Starving themselves won't make these kits come any quicker. I would hit him. Bluefur scowls at him. These kits? They are his kits. Doesn't he care? Wait a second. Wait a second. What? Are they Jake's kits? I just... (laughs) I... It would, be, no. it, would, it would be like, okay, but there's another theory is that, I'm sorry, let me pull us out of that very serious moment, but like, if, like, if, if Leopardfoot had a menage a trois with, you know, all three, and, or, you know, just had a, because everyone's been with Jake, um, so, I, and so she's, that would, that would make sense. In a, in a kind of a way of why, I mean, it wouldn't make sense, because why wouldn't she be going to visit Jake while she's pregnant, but. <sighs> just, just throwing that out <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're welcome, folks. Well, cats start to grab prey and eat. Sweetpaw and Rosepaw are sharing a mouse and call for Bluefur to join them. Bluefur isn't hungry, but needs the comfort of sharing food with her clanmates. Mm-hmm. She takes a bite and glances at the nursery. Come and join us, she silently begged her unborn clanmates. Oh. 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 Oh, that's really nice. Night fell and the cats shared tongues after their meal. Sunfall gets to his paws and says there will be duties tomorrow, whatever happens tonight. Oh, man. Wow. Everyone who isn't actually the person who should be stepping up is stepping up. Yeah. Well, he glances at the nursery once more before heading into the warrior's den, and the rest of the cats nod and sigh and begin to turn in. Thrushpelt walks past Bluefur and says she needs to sleep, too. Bluefur says she will. Soon. Can we have a non-traumatizing birth scene? (laughs) How could she sleep? knowing Leopardfoot is suffering. A tiny wail sounded from the nursery. Uh-oh. Blueford jumps to her paws. A kit? Goosefeather hurries from the medicine den and into the nursery. He appeared a moment later and announces the first kit has been born. Whoa! A she-cat. Oh. Heads appeared from dens and murmurs of joy Everyone. and relief rippled <gasps> around camp. Oh god, no. I'm so scared. <laughs> Bluefur rushes past Goosefeather into the nursery and asks if Leopardfoot is okay. Swiftbreeze is licking her daughter's ear, and she looks up, eyes glowing with hope. Another kit comes, and Featherwhisker drops it beside its littermate. One more to go, he says. I think I don't have ultrasounds. Last... <laughs> they feel it. They, like, yeah. press the belly. One potato, two potato. And they're like, oh my god, don't exactly. do that. Exactly. The last kit falls into the nest. A tom, Feather Whisker says happily, Plip, placing plap, it next pop. to the other Plip, two. Plip, plop, plop. Babies are here. Don't die, mom. 
Swiftly's purrs as Leopardfoot strained to lick her three kits. Relief and joy. Name them. Quick, Mom. Before you... Has anyone looked at her hair? Is it a side pony? Relief and joy floods through Blue Fur as she backed out of the nursery. No, no, no. Stay in there. Hand. The clan gathered around Pine Star in the clearing. Congratulations, Adderfang says. You're Another great, battle, great dad. Fought and won. Sunfall purred. Okay, Sunfall. That was that's so weird. That's kind of a weird thing to say. Also, you didn't. No one of you fought it. Well, she was. Well, he's talking about Leopardfoot. Right. And won. Right. I mean, she fought for her and her kids. Yeah, her literal life. Dappletail races up to Bluefur and asks if she saw them. Bluefur nods. Two she cats and a tom. Did you hear that? Dappletail turns to White Eye. Two she cats and a tom. The news whispered like wind through the clan. Purrs rose around the clearing. Goosefeather came out of the nursery again and walked aclo- across the clearing. Don't celebrate too soon, he says. Oh. Those kits may not make it through the night. Oh my god. Hi! And then he disappeared into the medicine den. His words echoed behind him, sending shivers through the clan. <laughs> Thanks, Goosefeather. Wow! What an absolute mood killer. Um, yep. Well, before we continue to kill the mood by killing off moms, you want a cat fact? Yeah, I actually, I'd, I'd, I'd love a cat fact. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, let's just pretend this is normal. Hi, Maureen. Um, so the audio, <laughs> audio, the audio sucked. Um, something happened. I had a bunch of dropouts, and so we're re-recording. Thankfully, it only affected the cat back, so we're just gonna re-record that part real quick and pretend that this is normal. Pretend it's normal. Uh huh. It's normal. Yes. You've never heard this. It's before. normal. You've never heard. I've never this heard before. this before. Good. All right. Get. All right. Get. I'm gonna give it. Give us a sec. Gonna get a, get into character. My cat hasn't ruined my life. Into character. You're not helping. Alright, we're in character now. We're in, we're in character. Uh, cat fact time! Remember a cat fact? Woo! Okay. Cat fact. I'm actually going to tell you guys about a person today. I'm going to be telling you guys about Jake Perry. Um, Jake Perry is a retired plumber from Austin, Texas. And as of this year, is 92 years old. Um, and he actually was diagnosed and has beaten pancreatic cancer. Um, and the reason we're talking about him is since the 1980s, he has rescued and rehomed hundreds of cats. Uh, hundreds. Okay, you have to react like you haven't heard this before. Like, you were really excited about that last time. Hundreds? (laughs) Hundreds? Yeah, hundreds of cats. Um, and... They all have something very unique about them. They all live pretty long lives. Uh, He estimated about one third of his cats that he's raised live up to their 30s. uh, Which. 30s? Mm hmm. Which in. 3 0? Yep, 3 0. Which in. Wow. In human years, that is the equivalent of 133 years old. Wow. Um, and not only that, Jake Perry has actually raised uh, the world record holder of the world's oldest cat. Twice. Twice? Same cat? Different cat? Different cats. Uh, first. Wow. Well, I don't know. If one makes it to, like, 32 and then he makes it to 33 the next year, I'd say that's a record broken. <laughs> But two different cats. They did wait for both cats to die before they said the cat, the records are broken. Oh, Because that's how life works for me. Oh. So the first cat- I know how life works, I don't know how Guinness world records work. Well, the cat has to die before it's the oldest cat that ever lived. That's lame. You're really, really making this a fun section. Focusing on the highlights, we are. The first cat uh, was Grandpa Rex's Allen, uh, who broke the record in 1998. He was age 34. Uh, He was a part Sphinx and part Devon Rex. Uh, Fun fact, 
um, President, um, I don't remember which one. One of the presidents was invited <laughs> to his birthday. I didn't she say Clinton? I think was it. Clinton? I believe it was. I was, was like, Clinton. I was like, I was like, it's the one with the smile. Yeah. So yeah, it was Clinton. <laughs> Clinton was invited to his birthday, but unfortunately couldn't go and sent his um, apologies for not being able to come. How to his dare birthday. he? I know. Very. Rude. That was probably such a bash. <laughs> um, and then in 2005 cream puff broke the record she was aged 38 and three days so she was born in 1967 uh and uh died in 2005 and she was a mixed tabby i that's very close to my mom's birthday (laughs) so um maybe that is your mom maybe maybe cream puff (laughs) is my mom um so i know you're wondering how so here's the secret and Please know we are not vets, and uh, a vet has uh, specifically uh, Jake Perry's vet has looked at what he does and is like, well, technically this should not work, and technically this is kind of bad for your cats, but it's working, and I guess they're fine. Um, okay, I guess <laughs> so. Just take this all with a grain of salt. It is, I, I believe, Jake Perry, but at the same time, uh. Do not try this at home. Uh, their diet is uh, cat food, regular cat food, a home-cooked breakfast of eggs, turkey, bacon, broccoli, coffee with cream, and every two days, about an eyedropper full of red wine to, quote, circulate the arteries. Um, both <laughs> oh my goodness. Both alcohol and caffeine are toxic to cats, um, but the vet, like, was like, well, they're, they're, not their liver. They're fine? Huh? Yeah, they're fine. I mean, they're fine. He, one of the thoughts was their kidneys are something that often cause issues in cats. So possibly the caffeine since it's diuretic could cause like help. I don't know. The, the, the vets are all like, we don't know. It just works, I guess. Um, but also their environment, um, Jake Perry renovated his garage into a movie theater, um, with actual seats. I don't think I told you last time, like with actual seats and oh, he plays uh, nature documentaries f- just for the cats. It includes previews, and it's it's stuff that cats would like to watch. So I'm guessing it's like things like uh, like those bird those bird things where it's like they put bird seeds somewhere and then you watch all the different birds come. Jinx is obsessed with those. Yeah, I think it's like oh, that. Yeah, and Mira loves them too. I'm sure YouTube makes his life a lot easier. Um, yeah, and he. The final thing he says that he does is he has a close, loving, and personal relationship with each of his cats, and he knows each of their birthdays. That's why he can quantify how old they all are. Um, and also a major factor that the uh, vet said is all of his cats are sterilized, which reduces uh, reduces the risks of uh, a bevy of complications that cats can face. Um, mm-hmm. like infections they can get through uh, intercourse or just different um, diseases that have to do with the reproductive um, organs. Um, and fix your kitties. Fix your cats. Um, and Perry dreams of opening a pet cemetery one day and to be buried there. Um, he has money saved up. Uh, another thing I didn't tell you last time we went through this is uh, Grandpa Rex. He actually won a chunk of that money because Grandpa Rex won a scratch off during his birthday and got like oh a gosh. chunk of change from that. So I hope he voted. Uh, I they while they were old enough, uh, I think Cream Puff was old enough to run for president. You don't you have to be thirty oh. seven? <laughs> Cream Puff for president, two thousand four. <laughs> um, but God, I want to be one of this man's cats right now. And that is the thing. He's saved up money, and I looked into it. I couldn't see if he's still with us. As I said, he would be 92. Uh, I didn't find anything in the news locally, and I didn't find any, like, obituaries. So, fingers crossed, he's still doing good. Um, and Still helping those kitties. Yeah, and, and that's what he said. With all of his money saved up, um, you know... They kind of present. They kind of presented this, and uh, I'd like to end the, with the quote from the interview he did with Atlas Obscura, which will be linked in the comments um, in the uh, episode description. He said, "In the meantime, if a sick cat comes here in the yard, you know what I'm gonna do? 
I'm going to take him to the vet. So, and, and his, his vet even said like the world will be a darker place when Jake Perry's not in it. And I honestly agree. He's just like the fact that the world's oldest cat, uh, twice is tied to just like this great person. Um, yeah. And to answer your question, I do believe, uh, the majority of the cats he does rehome um i'm sure he keeps Mm. i'm sure he he has to follow like local laws for how many cats he can keep legally yes um but he does seem to love all the cats that do pass through his uh garage renovated garage doors movie theaters so um his garage paradise yeah and definitely look into the links uh there are quite a few um at in the Atlas Obscura interview, they do mention like a, a student film, which I believe I found on YouTube. It's linked in the uh, comments I, I of them just interviewing him. Um, the Atlas Obscura interview was written around 2015, so it's a little bit dated, but from the looks of it, he's still keeping on. So nice, King of the Cats. King of the Cats. Well, uh, now future Brenna and Maureen have to leave. Bye, future Brenna and Maureen. Past Brenna and Maureen, take it from here. It's still late when Bluefur wakes to stabbing pains in her stomach. Oh. She staggers to the dirt place, too wrapped in pain to hear anything. Gotta go poop. Yup. Gotta go poop. But as she returns, she hears soft murmuring, soothing small cries. Oh, God. Featherwhisker and Swiftbreeze were still with Leopardfoot. I mean, you know, small baby cries. So, it's like, it's like the babies and Featherwhisker and Swiftbreeze, they're still with Leopardfoot. So, she's being, you know, she was worried, like, I hope someone's taking care of her. And it sounds like they are. And it sounds like the babies are good. Rosepaw is creeping out of the apprentice den. Bluefur says, hey. Rosepaw turned to her, fur ruffled. She looked as awful as Bluefur felt. Aww. She said she needs to get to the dirt place. Bluefur, don't interrupt me. <laughs> Bad belly? Bluefur asks. Rosepaw nods. Sweetpaw, too. It must have been the mouse they shared. So they shared a bad... That mouse they shared earlier? It was... Yeah. Wow. Wrong. She sleeps fitfully and goes to the dirt place again. She listens for the kits on her way and hears two shrill mews. On her way back to her den, she sees Lionpaw creeping out of the camp. It's early for an apprentice to be going out alone. She follows. (laughs) She follows, but she smells Pine Star's scent, so he must have taken Lionpaw out. I think Lionpaw is tracking him. Well, she thinks it's odd that he would take Lionpaw out as she heads back to her den. Wouldn't he want to stay in camp to see how his kits are? Man, you would think. Maybe. She stops in the clearing, trying to make sense of it, but the world is spinning. So she crept unsteadily back to her nest and back to sleep. When she wakes, her belly is still sore, but the cramps have stopped. Snowfur tells her to go back to sleep. She'll tell Sunfall if she's sick. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Bluefur is too tired to argue. Leopardfoot, she asks. Snowfur says she thinks she's okay. So Bluefur closes her eyes. It's hot when she wakes, and she crawls out of the den to breathe in the cooler air. The clearing is empty apart from Weed Whisker at the fresh kill pile. Weed Whisker! <laughs> and Poppy Dawn pacing outside the apprentice's den. Hi, miss. Bluefur's belly feels awful, but her head is clearer. Featherwhisker comes out of the nursery, and Bluefur hurries to meet him. Hey, she asks how the kits are. Her voice rasped, and Featherwhisker looks to her surprised. You sound awful. Yes, if she's okay. No, girl, you're busy. You've been busy. I like. I any other day, I would have asked for some help, but like, oh. My mom was right. anti-vaxxer. <laughs> she did say never to go to the doctor. Bad belly. I would. That's. Blue I shouldn't. I should not. 
I should never. God, no. Moonflower is too pure for that. Please forgive me, Moonflower's everyone. Moonflower is too pure. Please forgive me. I won't. Feather Whiskers sighs. Sweet Paw and Rose Paw, too. He goes to Poppy Dawn. She wanted him to look at them. Poppy Dawn says she knows he's busy, but she's worried. Sweet Paw can hardly stand. Feather Whisker nods and goes back into the den. You guys not get poisoned and we're having a birth? <laughs> or food Blue poisoning, I should say. Him. Food poisoning, yeah. Bluefur calls after him. What about the kits? Alive, Feather Whisker says. For now, at least. Oh my god. Bluefur glances at Poppy Dawn and says he doesn't sound hopeful. But Poppy Dawn is gazing anxiously after him. More worried about her own kits than Leopardfoot's. Weird. Bluefur tells her that she had the same belly ache and she feels better. They shared a mouse. It must have been bad. Poppy Dawn says Rosepaw is pretty ill, but Sweetpaw? She's never seen her so sick. Oh my god, is this like a... Are they all just gonna die? All the ones I've noted we don't see anymore. <laughs> they're just gonna be taken out in one chapter because the errands realize they're like, oh crap, we added a lot of names we don't have in the future books. We better <laughs> skedaddle, ladies. Well, I'll let you know that we're far away from the future, so. <laughs> God. Feather Whisker comes out and says herbs will be pointless until they stop being sick, so just make sure they have plenty of water. Poppy Dawn nods and heads to get some moss and fresh water. Feather Whisker tells Bluefur to go get herbs from Goosefeather for her belly. He glances at the nursery, worried. Bluefur asks if they have names. Feather Whisker tells her that the she kits are Mist Kit and Night Kit. I don't know them. The Tom is Tiger Kit. I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! Oh my god! Oh my god, I literally said what's gonna happen! Oh my god! He yep. Doesn't, he doesn't have any siblings. Ooh, R.I.P. Wish, wish they would've lived, dude. Man, you're- Oh, she has no idea. She has no idea. That little man is gonna be such a headache later. Oh! Tiger Kit! Oh god, sorry, I had to like get up and do a couple steps. Like I oh I love when that happens in a book where something hits and you're like, oh you just gotta put the book down for a second. <sighs> Tiger Kit. Leopardfoot chose a fierce name. <laughs> oh god. Well Feather Whisker says that he's the weakest of the three, and he supposes she hopes he's a fighter from the start. He'll have to be. Leopardfoot has lost a lot of blood, but there's no sign for an, of an infection. She'll recover with plenty of rest. Man, no wonder he had such a um, such a chip on his shoulder his whole life. His dad was a leader who I don't have good faith is gonna stick being a leader, and his his mom and his siblings are probably gonna die. Man, he didn't have any family. I'm I'm assuming. Distant dad, dead mom. That's the that's the warrior recipe. Oh my god. Blue <gasps> They're foils. <gasps> oh my god. They're foils. <laughs> oh my god, we were foils. <laughs> but not in like a sexy like I I I like it when Foils don't have to be sexy. I know, I like it when foils are sexy, you know, when it's like <laughs> <laughs> hey, just make out. Like, that'll be, that'll solve you guys' issues. Kiss a little. But not these two. One, too much no. of an age gap. Uh, two, I hate them. I hate them. It's not too bad of an age gap. Yeah, I suppose not that big. But don't ever look at him. I mean, I mean, don't ever look at her. He doesn't deserve to. I know he's a baby right now, and, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's punching down for me to, like, be like this, but, like, ugh. The next, like, couple chapters where they're, like, Tiger Kit's toddling along, I'm gonna be like, ugh! <laughs> Someone kick dirt in his face. Uh, regular dirt, not poop. Bluefur asks if Feather Whisker has slept. And he shakes his head. Don't need to. Bluefur says he should rest now. 
Camp is quiet and Poppy Dawn is taking care of Sweet Paw and Rose Paw. Feather Whisker nods and goes to lay in the shade. <laughs> Don't tell me twice! Blue Fur goes to the medicine den and she wonders why Goose Feather isn't helping more. Why did ThunderClan have the laziest, dumbest medicine cat? <laughs> I'm about to be my mom and tell you to get up and do your job! She calls for him, guessing he was sleeping in his den. Two eyes peer from the crack in the rock. They're round and wild, and for a moment she thought a fox got in. Oh god, he's having one of his visions. Goosefeather comes out and asks what she needs. She explains the bad mouths her and the apprentices shared. You as well, Goosefeather rolls his eyes. Evil omens everywhere. Bluefur says it's just a bad mouse. Wondering why he's so upset. Bad baby! <laughs> he leans in. Just a bad mouse? Another warning. Oh. That's what it was. Oh god. Oh. You should have seen it coming. All the warnings apply to her for some reason. Do you think anyone else, like everyone else in the clan's like, man, can I have a prophecy? And they're like, no, they're all for her. And maybe, and maybe How? Pine Star. Blue Star asks, backing away. It was, it was just a bad mouse. He turns a disbelieving look on her. How can she, of all cats, ignore the signs? Me? She asks. What did he mean? I'm gonna have a very complex relationship with Star Clan. I thought you would have figured that out by now. Like you can, like, you've like seen my future so much. I feel like you would have seen. Oh man, she's gonna have a, she's gonna have a, a pretty uh, rife relationship with uh, uh, them folks up in the skies. Goosefeather says she has a prophecy hanging over her head like a hawk. She's fire. Only water can destroy her. She can't ignore the signs. Okay, um... That's good. Like, that's great. I believe you. Like, I've gone gone the 180, but I just have diarrhea. Is this the water that's gonna destroy me? (laughs) The poopy water? no. (laughs) But I'm just a warrior. He can't expect her to have the insight of a medicine cat. And he should give her answer, not taunt her with a promise of destiny she can't understand. It's like, oh my god, that's not my job. She's like, it literally actually is. Just a warrior? Too many omens. Three cats poisoned. Two only whiskers away from Star Clan. Leopardfoot nearly dead. The three kits hanging to life like rabbits in a fox den. He seemed to have forgotten Blue Fur was there as he continued. Why such a difficult birth for the clan leader's mate? The kits may not make it through another night. The tom is too weak to mew, let alone feed. Talk more about the he tom. He should help them. But how can he when the signs are clear? Bro, okay, here's the thing what? about fate. Here's the thing about fate. You can let it toss you around like a, a, a boat on the ocean, or you can grab an oar and start paddling. Like, ugh, I hate when people are like, oh, the fate, the fate. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, I might be fated to do one thing, but uh, I, at any point I can be like, you know what, This I hate this. This story's dumb. I'm pushing against this. Uh, Blue Star will do it. It won't really work out, and it'll be kind of a nightmare. But you know what? She tries. She tries. So get in there and do your job. You as a medicine cat should know of all things that sometimes the Star Clan is wrong. And sometimes their warnings aren't like, hey, you guys will die. It's more, hey, you might die unless someone steps in. Actually, that's almost all of their prophecies. This is gonna suck yeah. unless someone does something. Except for Blue Stars. Blue Stars prophecy, and maybe that's just a different... I suppose it's up to the interpretation of the different medicine cats, so... Maybe all the doom and gloom ones just come down to Mr. Our little goose boy. Goose boy. Anyway, sorry. That was... Hmm. So Bluefur is thinking, what in the name of Starkland is he talking about? Forgetting the herbs, she backs out of the den. Only whiskers from Starkland? She races to the apprentice's den. Were Sweetpaw and Rosepaw that ill? The sisters are curled in their nest. Rosepaw raises her head to greet her, but Sweetpaw doesn't stir. Bluefur goes to Rosepaw and licks the top of her head and asks how she is. Rosepaw says she's felt better. <laughs> I 
I've been I've been I've been a lot of different yet. ways, but I would have to say this has been it's been a little probably much. the worst. Yep. Maybe okay. Not to get too much into it, but the fact that Goose Feather might have a point because on the day of Tiger Star's birth. Miss Blue Star has the worst case of diarrhea she'll probably ever have. So, in a way, this is an omen. Those waters that she's having right now, the waterfalls, <laughs> represent the water. It's oh, all connected! <laughs> no, I think that's very good, brother. Well, you know what? I think I deserve an A, teacher, for examining this these omens. I mean, she'll probably forget. Like, she'll forget over the years, but we'll remember. Man, don't ever forget. The day you were born, you had the terrible- Blue Star had the terrible case of diarrhea. Yeah. He's like, and my mom died. And they're like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Like, my mom's probably gonna die. We don't know, but I think she might die. <laughs> Rosepaw shook her head. Feather Whisker said she was sick, too. Bluefur nods. She's feeling better now, and so will Rosepaw. She glances at Sweetpaw. She began to writhe and groan. You both will, Bluefur promises, hoping it's true. Poppy Dawn returns with the moss, and Rosepaw drinks gratefully. Sweetpaw didn't budge. Poppy Dawn licks her fiercely. Come on, Sweet. Wake up and wa- wet your tongue. I love that. I love that nickname. Ugh, mm. I wish they did that more often. Sweetpaw struggles her eyes open and laughs feebly. She gags, unable to keep even water down. Bluefur offers to go get Feather Whisker, but Poppy Dawn shakes his head. He's sleeping. She'll watch over these two, and she tells Bluefur to go get some fresh air. The stench of sick in the den was making her belly churn. She says okay and leaves them. The climb up the ravine leaves her breathless and hot, but the breeze is cool and she's glad to be away from the worries of camp. A butterfly fluttered ahead of her. The ferns tremble and Lionpaw bursts out. Oh my he misses god. the butterfly. <laughs> what? Dude! He spots Bluefur and greets her cheerfully. Bluefur wonders where Pinestar is, so she asks Lionpaw. Lionpaw says, Pinestar? Bluefur jokes. You know, Pinestar, red-brown tomcat, clan leader... Lionpaw went hunting with him this morning. Lionpaw says, Did I? Oh, God. <laughs> Bluefur says she smelled their scents. Lionpaw avoids her gaze and said, Pinestar won in an early start. You know, training. Oh. Oh, my God, Lionpaw. Bluefur isn't convinced. She asks if it went well. Fine. He literally lets him chase butterflies while he go visits his boyfriend. Well, it was more than fine. It was great. Pinestar is great. He's brilliant. Bluefur asks where he is now. He's on his way back, Lionpaw says. I, he, he said I couldn't tell any cat what he'd done. Oh my god. Lionpaw shuts his mouth, eyes wide with dismay. I mean, where where we were. He looks at his paws. Sorry, secret. Oh my god, why did you make this sweet, dumb, idiot boy keep a secret? Bluefur lets him scamper away without stopping him. She smells something, though. Catmint on Lionpaw's pelt. <gasps> Had they been to Two Lake Place? Had they uh-oh, seen Jake? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Surely Pinestar wasn't encouraging the apprentices to mingle with kitty pets. I don't think it, I don't think Lionpaw. I don't think that's what he's doing. Was Pinestar so disillusioned with clan life that he'd rather be among kitty pets? Lionpaw is settling down with some prey when she comes in. He's alone, which is good. Bluefur could just outright ask him. Had Pinestar been getting him to talk with kitty pets? She can just ask him, just like that. Yeah. Then Pinestar came into camp. Uh-oh. Mouse dung. 
His pelt is well groomed, and he smelled as if he had been rolling in ferns to get rid of the two-leg scent. Oh my god, you sneaky two-timer! Your wife is half dead! Yeah, how could he, Bluefur thinks. He's their leader, for Star Clan's sake. Pinestar heads straight to the nursery. Featherwhisker comes out and says they're sleeping. The kids have finally had some milk. Pine Star asks if he can see them. No. You don't get to. You haven't seen them all day. Go away. Scat. Featherwhisker steps aside and warns him that the Tom is the weakest. Yeah, don't punch him in the Tom face or anything. Please don't punch him. Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah, he is a baby. I guess he hasn't committed any mortal sins yet. Poppy Dawn pads over to join Swift Breeze. About time, too, she says, not bothering to keep her voice quiet. If his kits had died in the night, they'd have gone to Star Clan without ever meeting their father. Yikes! I mean, they're right, but yikes! Swift Breeze shook her head. Poor Leopardfoot. She kept asking for him. What must she think? Bluefur looked at her paws. She wasn't the only one questioning Pine Star's loyalty. Yeah, because... But she suspected she may be the only one who knew just how far he was straying. <sighs> it's a few days later. Okay. We're cool. Okay. No one's dead. Weird. Bluefur... Bluefur tells Sunfall that she'll go on the Sun High Patrol. Yeah. And... Sunfall says she's been volunteering for a lot of patrols lately. It's like I, had she forgotten how to hunt? Yes. Bluefur had been super duper hoping that he hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very slick, honey. But she had been tagging onto any patrol she could to check two leg place for sense of Pine Star. She kept a close eye on her leader, wondering where he was going when he left. Should she follow him? But there had been no sign of him by the two-leg border. Maybe she had just let her imagination run away with it. No, I think you've... It's, there's, there's enough here. Well, she tells Sunfall that she just likes patrolling, but she could hunt if you'd like. Sunfall asks if she'd find it more interesting if she led a hunting patrol. Oh, yeah? Yes, please, Bluefur says. She's nervous. She's never led a patrol before. Mm -hmm. The clan gathers, warriors and their apprentices following. Sweetpaw isn't with Smallier. For the past three days, she's been in her nest, too weak to move. Poppy Dawn had been sleeping outside of the apprentice's den, too worried to leave her sick kits. Wait, so, okay. So she's still not doing, no, no one else is doing great. Rosepaw. Rosepaw's doing better, but okay. Sweetpaw is not. Sunfall calls out the border patrols, sending one to check Sunning Rocks and another to the Shadow Clan border. He tells Adderfang, Thistlepaw, Small Ear, and Robin Wing that they will be hunting. Bluefur will lead their patrol. What? Thistlepaw blurts, staring at her. You heard me, Sunfall <laughs> said. He went to join oh. Poppy Dawn. Oh my god. Thistlepaw asks where they're going to hunt. Snake rocks. Bluefur blurted out the first place that came to mind. <laughs> okay. Adderfang looks to her coolly. Risky, he says, but it may be <laughs> worth it. No one has hunted there for a moon. Thistlepaw sneers because it's filled with adders and foxes. Bluefur asks if he's scared. He may be bigger than her now, but she won't be intimidated by an apprentice. She's a warrior, and she deserves his respect. Bluefur leads the patrol through the forest, and Thistlepaw challenges her every step of the way. His mentor tells him to fall back and save his energy Dude, for hunting. Dude, shut up! Stop! Stop! He's the worst. Ahead, a bird rustled in a tree. Bluefur stops and signals her patrols to do the same. There's no harm in bagging a bird or two on the way. Yeah. Heck yeah. She creeps forward. Are we hunting at Snake Rocks or what? Thistlepaw oh, asks Oh my god! Thistlepaw! The thrush took off, calling off an alarm. He did that on purpose. Thistlepaw, small ear scolds. Now all the prey will know they're here. 
Adderfang rounded on his apprentice. We're hunting for the clan, he hissed. Thistlepaw crouches apologetically at Adderfang's bared teeth, but flashes a sly look of triumph at Bluefur. That little tool. <laughs> Absolute garbage can. At Snake Rocks, Bluefur sniffs for foxes, but there's no fresh scent. Bluefur tells Thistlepaw to guard while they go hunt. Small Ear and Robinwing nod. Adderfang is impossible to read. Thistlepaw asks why he needs to be on guard. It's boring. Adderfang snaps that he's already proved hunting was the last thing on his mind today. Yeah, like you, you're being a little tool. <sighs> Bluefur leaps up on the rocks and tastes for prey. Small Ear went into the undergrowth and Adderfang and Robinwing took different routes along the boulders. Look out! Thistlepaw yowled. Bluefur asks what? Nothing, just a beetle, he says. <laughs> Bluefur returns to the hunt and smells mouse. She catches it and tosses it down to Thistlepaw. She tells him to guard it, don't eat it. He looks at, up at her with a look of fury. Bluefur just turns and climbs back up the rocks. Sneak, Thistlepaw calls. Bluefur spun around and looked, looked down. Oops. Thistlepaw says, it was just Small Ear's tail. I swear to Angry. God, I'll feed you to Adderfang. <laughs> Bluefur returns to her hunt. She smells rabbit. It's, she follows the scent across the rocks. It's rabbit season. It's rabbit it's season. Rabbit season. She follows the scent across the rocks. She drops to a crouch. The rabbit scent made her mouth water. Watch out, Thistlepaw called. Bluefur blocks it out, You're, not wanting oh to know what gosh, he's playing at. Oh my gosh, he's about to get bit by a snake because the, the boy cold cried wolf! Nothing is going to stop her from getting this rabbit. There it is. She unsheaths her claws and leaps. Rabbits have been very problematic. Uh. They have been, haven't they? She catches it. It would feed Leopardfoot and the elders. Dog! Thistlepaw's shout is filled with fear. Excuse me? What? And Wait. she smells the dog. Are we in the second series again? Or the end of the first series again? What book was it? It's dog. What book had the dogs? Fifth book. Are we in the fifth Dangerous book? Path. Are we in Dangerous Path again? <laughs> Thank you. I am going to remember. Oh my god. Bluefur launches herself up a tree, straining under the weight of her catch. The dog is jumping at her, and she whisks her tail away just in time to avoid its snapping jaws. She looks around, and she sees Robinwing in a tree nearby. So Robinwing is okay, safe. Okay, good, good. Okay, who's gonna die now? Adderfang. <laughs> Adderfang calls to Thistlepaw, who answers safely in a tree. So Adderfang, Thistlepaw, Robinwing, safe. Oh my god. Shh. Bluefur wants to check if Small Ear is okay, but she can't without dropping the rabbit. Well, we know Small Ear will survive. Adderfang calls out to him, and Smallier answers that he's safe. Adderfang calls for Bluefur, but she cannot answer. Oh my god, Bluefur! She wonders how... Drop the rabbit! She wonders how she'll get down. This dog would never give up the promise of a cat and a rabbit. Drop the rabbit! Dun, dun, dun! It's gonna feed the elders and leopards. Oh my god! It's gonna feed, god. like, six different cats. Yeah, your dead body will, uh, will feed the dog real nice, too. <sighs> real nice. Yep, so. That's a little cliffhanger. We've got a dog. Dog at Snake Rocks. Wow, when have we heard that one before? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the classics. <laughs> this is the classic, actually. This is, yeah, technically, this timeline-wise has happened before. So. Oh my god. Well, folks, yep. um, while we precariously hang from this uh, cliff's edge, if you... With a really big rabbit. With a really big, big rabbit. Yeah, a huge rabbit. Do the thing where you tuck it... I'm not going to drop this rabbit. Yeah, tuck it under your chin like you carry herbs. Um, <laughs> while we dangle here, uh, if you want to keep in contact with us, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're WCWITCast on Twitter.com. Once again, WCWITCast on Twitter.com. 
Another way you can get in contact with us is our email, which is wcwipcast at gmail.com. Uh, wcwipcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to help with the podcast, the best way you can do that is share it with a friend. Uh, be like, hey, listen about cats. We're on a cliffhanger right now. Listen to yeah. 87 episodes and you'll be also on the cliffhanger. Um, or just, or yeah, just have them listen to this episode and they'll be like, whoa, what? I have no context. Or if they've already read the books, they're like, I, I kind of have context. I don't have to remember. I haven't read this book in a while. Um, or maybe they're reading it right now. It's a pretty intense episode, so yeah. it would be a good one. Pretty intense. A lot of, really, honestly, too much is going on. Uh, I would love a non-traumatizing birth scene, please. Um, for my sake, Aaron's. Um, and, yeah, so uh, you can also, if you want to give us a rating, review, on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, subscribe to us. Uh, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. And we appreciate you. Our listeners. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletone. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?